Chapter 10, verses 32 through 52. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Mark, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 32 through 34. And they were in the way going to Jerusalem. And Jesus went before them, and they were amazed, and as they followed, they were afraid. And he took again the twelve, and began to tell them what things should happen unto him saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, and they shall mock him and scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. Bede. The disciples remembered the discourse in which the Lord had foretold that he was about to suffer many things from the chief priests and scribes, and therefore in going up to Jerusalem they were amazed. And this is what is meant when it is said, And they were in the way going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them. Theophylact, to show that he runs to meet his passion, and that he does not refuse death for the sake of our salvation, and they were amazed, and as they followed they were afraid. Bede, either lest they themselves should perish with him, or at all events lest he, whose life and ministry was their joy, should fall under the hand of his enemies. But the Lord, foreseeing that the minds of his disciples would be troubled by his passion, foretells to them both the pain of his passion and the glory of his resurrection. Wherefore there follows, and he took again the twelve, and began to tell them what things should happen unto him. Theophylact, he did this to confirm the hearts of the disciples, that from hearing these things beforehand, they might the better bear them afterwards, and might not be alarmed at their suddenness, and also in order to show them that he suffered voluntarily, for he who foreknows a danger and flies not, though flight is in his power, evidently of his own will gives himself up to suffering, but he takes his disciples apart, because it was fitting that he should reveal the mystery of his passion to those who were more closely connected with him. Chrysostom, and he enumerates each thing that was to happen to him, lest if he should pass anything over, they should be troubled afterwards at suddenly seeing it. Wherefore he adds, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man. Gloss, that is, he to whom suffering belongs, for the Godhead cannot suffer, shall be delivered, that is, by Judas, unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, judging him to be guilty of death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, that is, to Pilate the Gentile, and his soldiers shall mock him, and shall spit upon him, and scourge him, and put him to death. Chrysostom but that when they were saddened on account of his passion and death, they should then also look for his resurrection. He adds, In the third day he shall rise again. For since he had not hid from them the sorrows and insults which happened, it was fitting that they should believe him on other points. Verses 35-40 through 40. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? And they said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand, 
in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal ye shall also be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. Chrysostom The disciples hearing Christ oftentimes speaking of his kingdom thought that his kingdom was to be before his death, and therefore now that his death was foretold to them, they came to him, that they might immediately be made worthy of the honors of the kingdom. Wherefore it is said, and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. For ashamed of human weakness which they felt, they came to Christ, taking him apart from the disciples. But our Savior, not from ignorance of what they wanted to ask, but from a wish of making them answer him, puts this question to them. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? Theophylact. Now the above-mentioned disciples thought that he was going up to Jerusalem to reign there, and then to suffer what he had foretold. And with these thoughts they desired to sit on the right and on the left hand. Wherefore there follows, they said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand, the other on the left hand, in thy glory. Augustine. Matthew has expressed that this was said not by themselves, but by their mother, since she brought their wishes to the Lord. Wherefore, Mark briefly implies rather that they themselves than that their mother had used the words. Chrysostom. Or we may fitly say that both took place, for seeing themselves honored above the rest, they thought that they could easily obtain the foregoing petition, and that they might the more easily succeed in their request, they took their mother with them that they might pray unto Christ together with her. Augustine, then the Lord, both according to Mark and to Matthew, answered them rather than their mother. For it goes on, but Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Theophylact, it will not be as ye think, that I am to reign as a temporal king in Jerusalem. But all these things, that is, these which belong to my kingdom, are beyond your understanding. For to sit on my right hand is so great a thing that it surpasses the angelic orders. Bede. Or else they know not what they ask who seek from the Lord a seat of glory, which they do not yet merit. Chrysostom. Or else he says, ye know not what ye ask. As if he said, ye speak of honors, but I am discoursing of wrestlings and toil. For this is not a time of rewards, but of blood, of battles, and dangers. Wherefore he adds, Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with all? He draws them on by way of question, that by communication with himself their eagerness might increase. Theophylact. But by the cup and baptism he means the cross, the cup, that is, as being a potion by him sweetly received, but baptism as the cause of the cleansing of our sins. And they answer him without understanding what he had said. Wherefore it goes on, and they said unto him, We can. For they thought that he spoke of a visible cup, and of a baptism of which the Jews made use, that is, the washings before their meals. 
Chrysostom, and they answered thus quickly because they expected that what they had asked would be listened to. It goes on, and Jesus said unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal shall ye be baptized. That is, ye shall be worthy of martyrdom, and suffer even as I. Bede. A question is raised, however, how James and John drank the cup of martyrdom, or how they were baptized with the baptism of the Lord, when the scripture relates that only James the apostle was beheaded by Herod, whilst John finished his life by a natural death. But if we read ecclesiastical histories, in which it is related that he also, on account of the witness which he bore, was cast into a cauldron of burning oil, and was immediately sent away to the island of Patmos, we shall then see that the spirit of martyrdom was in him, and that John drank the cup of confession, which the three children also drank in the furnace of fire, though the persecutor did not spill their blood. It goes on, but to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. Chrysostom. Where two questions are raised, one is, whether a seat on his right hand is prepared for anyone, the other whether the Lord of all has it not in his power to give it to those for whom it is prepared. To the first then we say that no one sits on his right hand or on his left, for that throne is inaccessible to a creature. How then did he say, to sit on my right hand or on my left is not mine to give you, as though it belonged to some who were to sit there, he whoever answers the thoughts of those who asked him, condescending to their meeting, for they did not know that lofty throne and seat, which is on the right hand of the Father, but sought one thing alone, that is to possess the chief place and to be set over others. And since they had heard it said of the apostles that they were to sit on the twelve thrones, they begged for a place higher than all the rest, not knowing what was said. To the second question we must say, that such a gift does not transcend the power of the Son of God. But what is said by Matthew, it is prepared by my Father, is the same as if it were said by me. Wherefore also Mark did not say here, by my Father. What therefore Christ says here is this, ye shall die, he says, for me. But this is not enough to enable you to obtain the highest place. For if another person comes possessing besides martyrdom all other virtues, he will possess much more than you. For the chief place is prepared for those who by works are enabled to become first. Thus then the Lord instructed them not to trouble themselves vainly and absurdly for high places. At the same time, he would not have them be made sad. Bede. Or else it is not mine to give you, that is, to proud persons, for such as yet they were. It is prepared for other persons, and be ye other, that is, lowly, and it is prepared for you. Verses 41 through 45. And when the ten heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to him, and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister, and whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. 
Theophylact. The other apostles are indignant at seeing James and John seeking for honor. Wherefore it is said, and when the ten heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. For being influenced by human feelings, they were moved with envy, and their first displeasure arose from their seeing that they were not taken up by the Lord. Before that time they were not displeased, because they saw that they themselves were honored before other men. At this time the apostles were thus imperfect, but afterwards they yielded the chief place one to another. Christ, however, cures them, first indeed by drawing them to himself in order to comfort them. And this is meant when it is said, but Jesus called them unto him. Then by showing them that to usurp honor and to desire the chief place belongs to Gentiles. Wherefore there follows, and saith unto them, ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship, and the great ones exercise authority over them. The great ones of the Gentiles thrust themselves into the chief place tyrannically and as lords. It goes on, but so shall it not be among you. Bede, in which he teaches that he is the greater who is the less, and that he becomes the Lord who is the servant of all. Vain, therefore, was it both for the one party to seek for immoderate things, and the other to be annoyed at their desiring greater things. Since we are to arrive at the height of virtue, not by power, but by humility, then he proposes an example, that if they lightly regarded his words, his deeds might make them ashamed, saying, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Theophylact which is a greater thing than to minister. For what can be greater or more wonderful than that a man should die for him to whom he ministers? Nevertheless, this serving and condescension of humility was his glory, and that of all, for before he was made man, he was known only to the angels. But now that he has become man and has been crucified, he not only has glory himself, but also has taken up others to a participation in his glory and ruled by faith over the whole world. Bede, he did not say, however, that he gave his life a ransom for all, but for many, that is, for those who would believe on him. Verses 46 through 52. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of blind people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight, and followed Jesus in the way. Jerome, the name of the city agrees with the approaching passion of our Lord. For it is said, And they came to Jericho. Jericho means moon or anathema. But the failing of the flesh of Christ is the preparation of the heavenly Jerusalem. It goes on, And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, 
blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. Bede. Matthew says that there were two blind men sitting by the wayside, who cried to the Lord and received their sight. But Luke here relates that one blind man was enlightened by him, with the like order of circumstances, as he was going unto Jericho, where no one, at least no wise man, will suppose that the evangelist wrote things contrary to one another, but that one wrote more fully what the other has left out. We must therefore understand that one of them was the more important, which appears from this circumstance, that Mark has related his name and the name of his father. Augustine. It is for this reason that Mark wished to relate his case alone, because his receiving his sight had gained for the miracle a fame, illustrious in proportion to the extent of the knowledge of his affliction. But although Luke relates a miracle done entirely in the same way, nevertheless we must understand that a similar miracle was wrought on another blind man, and a similar method of the same miracle. It goes on, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Pseudo Chrysostom. The blind man calls the Lord, the son of David, hearing the way in which the passing multitude praised him, and feeling sure that the expectation of the prophets was fulfilled, there follows, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. Origin. As if he said, those who were foremost in believing rebuked him when he cried out, Thou son of David, that he might hold his peace and cease to call him by a contemptible name, when he ought to say, Son of God, have pity on me. He, however, did not cease. Wherefore it goes on, but he cried out the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And the Lord heard his cry, wherefore there follows, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. But observe that the blind man of whom Luke speaks is inferior to this one, for neither did Jesus call him, nor order him to be called, but he commanded him to be brought to him, as though unable to come by himself. But this blind man, by the command of our Lord, is called to him. Wherefore it goes on, and they call the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. But he, casting away his garment, comes to him. It goes on, and he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Perchance the garment of the blind man means the veil of blindness and poverty, with which he was surrounded, which he cast away and came to Jesus. And the Lord questions him as he is approaching, wherefore there follows, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Bede. Could he who was able to restore sight be ignorant of what the blind man wanted? His reason then for asking is that prayer may be made to him. He puts the question to stir up the blind man's heart to pray. Chrysostom. Or he asks, lest men should think that what he granted the man was not what he wanted. For it was his practice to make the good disposition of those who were to be cured known to all men, and then to apply the remedy, in order to stir up others to emulation, and to show that he who was to be cured was worthy to obtain the grace. It goes on, the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Bede, for the blind man looks down upon every gift except light, because whatever a blind man may possess, without light he cannot see what he possesses. Pseudo Jerome, but Jesus, considering his ready will, regards him with the fulfillment of his desire. 
origin. Again, it is more worthy to say Rabboni, or, as it is in other places, Master, than to say Son of David. Wherefore he gives him health, not on his saying Son of David, but when he said Rabboni. Wherefore there follows, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight, and followed him in the way. Theophylact, the mind of the blind man is grateful, for when he was made whole, he did not leave Jesus, but followed him. Bede, in a mystical sense, however, Jericho, which means the moon, points out the waning of our fleeting race. The Lord restored sight to the blind man, when drawing near to Jericho, because, coming in the flesh and drawing near to his passion, he brought many to the faith, for it was not in the first years of his incarnation, but in the few years before he suffered that he showed the mystery of the word to the world. Pseudo-Jerome. But the blindness in part brought upon the Jews will in the end be enlightened when he sends unto them the prophet Elias. Bede. Now in that on approaching Jericho he restored sight to one man, and on quitting it to two, he intimated that before his passion he preached only to one nation, the Jews. But after his resurrection and ascension, through his apostles, he opened the mysteries, both of his divinity and his humanity, to Jews and Gentiles. Mark, indeed, in writing that one received his sight, refers to the saving of the Gentiles, that the figure might agree with the salvation of those whom he instructed in the faith. But Matthew, who wrote his gospel to the faithful among the Jews, because it was also to reach the knowledge of the Gentiles, fitly says that two received their sight, that he might teach us that the grace of faith belonged to each people. Therefore, as the Lord was departing with his disciples, and a great multitude from Jericho, the blind man was sitting, begging by the wayside. That is, when the Lord ascended into heaven, and many of the faithful followed him, Yea, when all the elect from the beginning of the world entered together with him the gate of heaven, presently the Gentile people began to have hope of their own illumination. For it now sits begging by the wayside, because it has not entered upon and reached the path of truth. So to Jerome, the people of the Jews also, because it kept the scriptures and did not fulfill them, begs and starves by the wayside. But he cries out, Son of David, have mercy upon me, because the Jewish people is enlightened by the merits of the prophets. Many rebuke him that he may hold his peace, that is, sins and devils restrain the cry of the poor. And he cries the more, because when the battle waxes great, hands are to be lifted up with crying to the rock of help, that is, Jesus of Nazareth. Bede. Again, the people of the Gentiles, having heard of the fame of the name of Christ, sought to be made partaker of him. But many spake against him, first the Jews, then also the Gentiles, lest the world which was to be enlightened should call upon Christ. The fury of those who attacked him, however, could not deprive the salvation those who were foreordained to this life. And he heard the blind man's cry as he was passing, but stood when he restored his sight, because by his humanity he pitied him, who by the power of his divinity has driven away the darkness from our mind. For in that Jesus was born and suffered for our sakes, he, as it were, passed by, because this action is temporal. But when God is said to stand, it means that, himself without change, he sets in order all changeable things. But the Lord calls the blind man who cries to him, 
when he sends the word of faith to the people of the Gentiles by preachers. And they call on the blind man to be of good cheer and to rise, and bid him to come to the Lord, when by preaching to the simple they bid him have hope of salvation, and rise from the sloth of vice, and gird themselves for a life of virtue. Again he throws away his garment and leaps, who, throwing aside the bands of the world, with unencumbered pace, hastens to the giver of eternal light. Pseudo-Jerome. Again, the Jewish people comes leaping, stripped of the old man, as a heart leaping on the mountains, that is, laying aside sloth, it meditates on patriarchs, prophets, and apostles on high, and raises itself to heights of holiness. How consistent also is the order of salvation. First we heard by the prophets, then we cry aloud by faith, next we are called by apostles, we rise up by penance, we are stripped of our old garment by baptism, and of our choice we are questioned. Again, the blind man, when asked, requires that he may see the will of the Lord. Bede. Therefore, let us also imitate him. Let us not seek for riches, earthly goods, or honors from the Lord, but for that light which we alone with the angels can see, the way to which is faith. Wherefore also Christ answers to the blind man, Thy faith has saved thee. But he sees and follows, who works what his understanding tells him is good. For he follows Jesus, who understands and executes what is good, who imitates him, who had no wish to prosper in this world, and bore reproach and derision. And because we have fallen from inward joy, by delight in the things of the body, he shows us what bitter feelings the return thither will cost us. Theophylact. Further, it says, that he followed the Lord in the way, that is, in this life, because after it all are excluded who follow him not here by working his commandments. Pseudodrome, or this is the way of which he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the narrow way which leads to the heights of Jerusalem, and Bethany to the Mount of Olives, which is the Mount of Light and Consolation. End of chapter 10